Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Hard, 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 hardcore, hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Booty, booty, booty buffet. Hardcore wife swapping booty buffet. Mocha fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. A school district threatens to take away the children for unpaid lunches. And birds are dying, bleeding from the eyes and beaks as they fall from the sky and land in front of children in Australia. (laughs) And a man spends almost five days sitting on a toilet, setting the world record. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday. This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. This is the only daily Weird News podcast hosted by a comedian, yours truly. Let's do it. A Pennsylvania school district tells the parents to pay their children's lunch debt or they're going to take their kids away. This is very strict. The Wyoming Valley West School District in Pennsylvania. Wyoming Valley, and you're in Pennsylvania. I hate when places do this. Don't confuse everybody by naming, you know, a valley in your state after another state. Wyoming Valley. It's, oh, it's in Pennsylvania. Who's in charge of naming shit? It's so annoying. I'm sorry. Anyways, this school district sent out hundreds of letters telling the parents who had lunch debt to pay or their children could go into foster care. The letter was actually reviewed by the media. Multiple letters were sent home with the child and no payments had been made. The letter says, your child has been sent to to school every day without money and without a breakfast and or lunch. Failure to provide children with food could result in the parents being sent to dependency court. If you are taken to dependency court, the letter says, the result may be your child being removed from your home and placed in foster care. Yeah, that's what the letter said. Imagine getting that letter. I mean, families are in some rough shape, man. It's, it's, it's hard enough to pay the bills, put food on the table, pay for housing, etc., etc. Health care is an issue. And then you get a, a letter like this. I mean, about a thousand letters were sent to parents in the district, causing an uproar, making national headlines. The director of the federal programs in this school district, Joseph Muth, told the affiliates that the letter was a last resort and that the district is owed more than $22,000 by roughly 1,000 students. Four of those parents owe more than $450 each. He said the school district was considering serving students with delinquent accounts peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, I mean, that's a hell of a lot better than taking the kids away. Wouldn't you say there, Joseph Muth? What kind of devilish man are you? (laughs) you got to be a real cold-hearted bastard to, like, Threaten to take the kids away. Let's stick with the PB&J. I think that's a better solution. Shit, I like PB&J. I'll, I'll eat that every day if it means I can stay with my parents. <laughs> now, Pennsylvania isn't the first state to face accusations of what's become known as lunch shaming. How about that? Lunch shaming. Oh, man. Crazy. I was I experienced some lunch shaming. I mean, I couldn't really afford to get good lunches when I was a kid. You know, we'd... I didn't grow up in that kind of family. I mean, we were just, we were kind of struggling. I felt lunch shaming. 
no one ever threatened to take me away from my parents, though. I mean, we just, I just thought that that's how everybody was. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, is anybody else eating sand for lunch? No, just me? Oh, okay. <laughs> A school district in Rhode Island caused an uproar in May when it announced that any students with unpaid balances on their lunch accounts would receive a sunflower seed butter and jelly sandwich until their balance was paid. Dude, that sounds delicious. Sunflower seed butter is delicious. And by the way, expensive. Believe me, I bought it. That's not cheap. That's, that's, that's more money than peanut butter, regular peanut butter. Sunflower seed butter, amazing. Very rare. I would have taken that sandwich. You pay your bills or we're going to give you a very expensive sandwich. So after this Rhode Island school district made this this threat, apparently, the yogurt company Chobani stepped in and paid off the $77,000 lunch debt for the students. That's sweet. Someone should pay the $22,000 debt for this Pennsylvania school district as well. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy? The kind of country we live in, it's so wealthy. You know, like all this money filtering through. And yet, you know, children can't eat at school. This is, it's ridiculous to me. I'm astounded by this. The inequity of wealth. You know, there's like YouTubers making billions of dollars and they're pieces of crap individuals. And then there's these poor kids in Pennsylvania that can't eat. It, it really, oh man, it really drives me crazy. We have to build a strong foundation for our future. What does that mean? That means the kids get good education and they get some slop edge oh, slop, slop edge oh. A meatloaf sandwich, slap a Joe. I mean, hook it up for the kids. Our children are our investment. Does anybody agree? The amount of money that this country spends on fighter jets. Great, that's all well and good. Until you dig a little deeper and you find out that, you know, 70% of these jets just rust away on a tarmac not being used. Oh, that's great. What a great way to spend some resources. Resources. Half a billion dollar jets that just rust away. Meanwhile, there's children all over the country that can't afford. Slap at your oh, slap, slap at your oh. Like, what are we doing? I keep saying this. We're led by the least among us. That's the problem. I'm not saying that I should be in charge of shit because I'm no genius either, but damn it. I can connect some dots, I can solve a few problems. I got a bungee cord holding my car door closed right now. I think I'm. I think I can handle a, a nation's budget. <laughs> Maybe not, Jonesy. Maybe not. Hey, call in. Tell me about this story. What do you think about this? You got kids? 646-450-2012. I like how I said, like, you got kids? Just call in. Yeah, no, people that have kids think, they, uh, think they're an authority on everything. So, yeah, if you got kids, call in. I want to hear from you. Dying birds are falling from the sky in Australia. Their eyes are bleeding and they're screaming as they fall from the sky in front of horrified onlookers. It's something right out of a horror movie like birds. Almost 60 birds have died in a suspected poisoning in Australia after falling from the sky screaming and bleeding from their eyes and their beaks in front of horrified children. Rescuers called to the to deal with this calamity, said 58 of the 60 birds they found near a school had ultimately died. Can you imagine being a little kid? You're playing in the playground and all of a sudden screaming birds. Dozens of them fall from the sky, bleeding from the beaks and the eyes. The majority of the birds are a native species, the long-billed corella, which is actually protected, you should know. 
Sarah King, the founder of A Bird Rescue, told the media that one of her staff discovered the birds on Wednesday. He called me. He was really distressed, and he said there were more than he could handle. More dying birds, literally falling out of the trees in front of him, falling out of the sky. She added, only two or three were actually deceased. The rest were just screaming on the ground. They couldn't fly anymore. They were bleeding out of their mouths and beaks. They were flopping around. What we were seeing was something out of a horror movie, like the birds. The organization said they believed that the birds had been the victims of a targeted poisoning. That's very strange. Why would you target this protected species of birds? You've got to be a real piece of shit criminal to do something like this. Like, What are you getting out of this? Other types of corellas are considered a pest in Australia, and non-lethal methods of moving them on are suggested by the local council. Okay, so this is a type of kind of a pesky bird, but the, it wasn't the type that is the, the true pest. This one's protected. I'm not trying to wrap my head around it. I'm not a bird guy, all right? This is what we're doing here. We're just trying to figure this out. She said, this lady said the use of poison in this instance was horrific, causing slow and painful deaths, deaths for these birds, which could take many days to die for some of these birds. It is not the first time large numbers of birds have fallen from the sky in apocalyptic ways. In 2011, as many as 5,000 birds fell to earth on New Year's Eve in Arkansas, with many of them crashing into the trees, lampposts, and the buildings, and on top of skateboarders. No, I made that last one up. The phenomenon occurred in the town of Bibi, which had a population of 5,000, mirroring the number of avian casualties and bringing predictions of bad omens and the end of the world. Yes, it's like when you see dead frogs falling from the sky. This is very biblical, right? Reptiles falling from the sky. It was thought that loud fireworks could have scared the birds to death or caused them to crash to the ground. The same thing happened in the same town of the following year, though the second time just over 100 birds died. I guess they never figured out what killed those birds in Arkansas. They think poison is doing it. Targeted poison for these birds in Australia. Quite sad. Quite horrible. I mean, as a child, like I said earlier, I mean, to, to witness all these birds falling from the sky, bleeding at the face, I mean, that's going to equal a demand for therapy, I'd imagine. Look at the pretty birds. Look at the pretty birds. They're coming down to say hello. Oh, good. They, they found my breadcrumbs. Oh, my, oh, they're bleeding on my breadcrumbs. They're bleeding on my breadcrumbs. They're bleeding on my breadcrumbs. I mean, how do you get over that? Well, I don't know. I say you keep the children indoors until you figure out when, is, when this is going to end. This apocalyptic bird dying scene in Australia. That's just me. Weird. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A man spends almost five days sitting on a toilet bowl, setting the world record. Oh, this real winner right here, 48-year-old Jimmy Defreni from Belgium. He recently set a new world record for the longest time spent sitting on a toilet after spending five days on a toilet bowl in a bar. That's weird. Why wouldn't he do this at home? 
make the bowl your own, you know, feel comfortable at home. And by the way, the bar's open 24-7? I mean, how do you stay? You're overnight in the bar? They let you stay there? What a strange request. Hey, I'd like to uh, hang out in your bathroom for five days. I'm going to probably be on the news. Going to break the world record for taking a shit. (laughs) Not in my bar, you're not, Jimmy. So after breaking the world record for the longest time spent ironing nonstop, 82 hours, in 2016. Wow, this guy's going after strange records. He ironed for 82 hours? What kind of electric bill is that? Did he iron the same pair of pants for this amount of time? I want to know. Did he... Did he, like, let anybody bring... Hey, any, who needs something ironed? Just I'm going to be ironing for the next 82 hours. Just come to my house with clothing. Free ironing going on as I break the record. 82 hours of ironing. That's some patience right there. Shit. That was in 2016. Well, then Jimmy DeFreni recently set his sights on another bizarre world record attempt. The longest time spent sitting on a toilet bowl. There was no official record to break as Guinness World Records had no such category, but DeFreni had heard of a man who had allegedly spent 100 hours sitting on a throne and thought he could do better. He set himself a goal of 168 hours and spent almost five days sitting on a toilet bowl last week at Phillips Place Bar in Austin, but had to quit after only 116 hours as his body just couldn't handle it anymore. Still, you gotta say, 116 hours on the toilet, that's amazing. My... My legs fall asleep. My feet fall asleep after like an hour. Shit, not not an hour. 45 minutes and I'm feeling tingly. I got to get up, move around. I can't imagine staying there for days. This is wild shit right here. Here's a quote from DeFreni. He says, I was very tired and my legs hurt, really hurt. But I believe in my success and, and try to make this record official. He's a 48-year-old bus driver. Well, he sits. he sits all day. This is right in his, right up his alley. DeFreni was allowed a five-minute break every hour. Really? Which he could accumulate over several hours to use as sleeping time or, ironically, toilet breaks as his record attempt bowl wasn't actually connected to plumbing. What? He used a bowl that wasn't connected to the plumbing? He made his old, like, recliner bowl. I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like a normal bowl, bowl to me. I guess it's not connected to plumbing, though. I don't understand what was going on here. What You can you can create your own rules for these records? Like, yeah, I'm going to do a five-minute break every hour. That's not That doesn't count as 116 hours straight. If you're standing up and doing some Tai Chi every hour or stretching, getting yourself a burger, I don't understand. Taking five-minute sleeping naps? Like, what, what? what's up with that? Sleeping naps? That's redundant. Who can sleep for five minutes anyways? This isn't actually a record, Jimmy. I hate, I hate to tell you this. I could save you a lot of time and just don't even send this to Guinness. You're wasting your time. He reportedly only got three hours of sleep over five days. And on Friday of last week, he called it quits. He said, I wanted to spend a whole week sitting on a toilet bowl, but my body just didn't want to go on. So I decided it was best to stop. I am proud but also a bit disappointed that I didn't reach my goal. I'm very grateful to the people who have helped me over the past few days. Everyone was very supportive. We did it as a team. <laughs> this guy's family probably got roped into this. His son had to, like, go get him iced coffees and shit. <laughs> like, oh, goodness. Hey, what are you doing this weekend, Timmy? Oh, my dad's doing another stupid record. I gotta go help him. What kind of record is it? Well, you know, you remember the ironing incident? Yeah. 
I had to keep supplying him with pants. He made me wear pants around the house that would, and get them wrinkled and then take them off and hand them to him over and over again. It was annoying. I don't know. This time he's going to try and sit on a toilet for five days straight. I'm going to have to, I don't know, make him his meals, change the channel on the TV that he's watching. I don't know. Go to the library, get him some books, buy him some magazines. Just kind of cheerlead him through the process. I hope he doesn't intend on shitting in front of me. That will be uncomfortable. <laughs> Even though he didn't reach his goal of 168 hours, 116 hours is still the longest anyone's ever spent on a toilet bowl as far as we know. He's hopeful that his attempt will be acknowledged as an official world record by Guinness. There were no Guinness records representatives present at Phillips Place, but he had local officials and witnesses making checks to validate it. I still question the validity of this if you're taking a break every hour. Like, I just don't... I mean, the point of doing 116 hours straight is to do 116 hours straight, not getting up. I mean, I don't... When when they do the dance record, like the longest time dancing, do these people get to lay down for five minutes every hour and take a little nap and then get up and dance again? Like, I just feel like these records are getting flimsy with the rules. It makes no sense to me. The point of the of the record is to do it consecutively. Taking breaks. What is this? He raised some money for charity, which was good, while sitting on this toilet bowl. By He charged visitors for photos with him during the record attempt. He raised 250 pounds, which he plans to donate to a local charity. That's fantastic. Come and take a photo with me on the toilet while I try and break my record. That's good. It's always nice when someone uses their little attempt at whatever it is. Humor. In this case, a humorous record. Flimsy, but a record nonetheless. To raise some money to donate to a local charity. I think it's lovely, lovely. For that reason alone, I hope he gets some recognition. But I got to say, if I'm on the Guinness Records official committee, I, I don't know about this five-minute break situation. I just don't. You know, it just seems strange to me. But that's just me. Anybody out there, you know, know anything about these record-breaking deals? Are they always this lenient with the rules? I don't cover too many of these on Weird AF News. Maybe I should. I should do a whole episode on it, maybe. A deep dive into the Guinness records. I bet you could find some scandals in there. Some people have accepted bribes, I'll bet, at the Guinness records committee. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I love to go conspiratorial sometimes. Oh, yeah, baby. Weird. What's up, shorty? This is Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Yeah, I called you shorty because you're hot. All my listeners of Weird AF News are attractive, beautiful people. Inside and out. Yeah, you heard it from me. I want to give some love back because I get some love from you. Robert Whitener or Whitner. I don't know how to pronounce it. Reached out to me on Facebook, said, Greetings from Asheville, North Carolina. Love Weird AF News. My wife and I sometimes really need a good laugh, and you deliver. Thought I'd give you something to get the Florida Friday crowd worked up. Keep bringing the laughs, Jonesy. Bring them laughs. Thank you so much, Robert. Appreciate that. Also, shout out to uh, Michael and Dallas for reaching out to me. Uh, (laughs) Michael had a question about the... um, the Florida story, why I didn't piece it together that the man ran off with the penis that he cut off so that his wife's lover couldn't screw her again. 
I, you know, I didn't realize that because I'm stupid. I mean, that's that's what it gets down to. It's not that I can, it's not that I can't think like a criminal like you. <laughs> I'm just a dummy, clearly. Uh, Dallas, dude, you work too much. Chill, and keep listening to Weird AF News for your entertainment. But I appreciate you calling. Also, uh, I hope you enjoy the uh, the music that I put together. I actually screwed around a little bit and took the call from Jay from Sacramento and created a little funny intro with that uh, <laughs> with the booty buffet. So hope you enjoyed that as well. I'm going to keep playing that. Shout out to Jay, my man. Uh, if you guys want to reach out anytime, you know the number. The email is funnyjones at gmail.com. On Instagram, I'm at funnyjones. On Twitter, at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Send me articles. Leave me a review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Please tell one friend about it because that's the best way to do it is word of mouth. Shit. I mean, I can tweet and share all day on Facebook, but like people might see it. But like, you know, the best way to spread anything really is word of mouth. So like if you've got somebody that you know and trust and you think they'll love something weird and somewhat funny and... uh something a little, you know, a little off kilter from the mainstream, then, you know, tell them about this. It's helpful. Lastly, check out my Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash weirdafnews. I just uploaded a video of me going to a weird place in the desert. There's two bonus episodes for the month of July still sitting there. There's a song being ready to download right on there. You can get my album too for free. Don't you want Jonesy's album for free? Yes, you do. You like stand-up comedy? Pfft, why wouldn't you want that? Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Check it out. It's a way to support the show. I can do things like uh, stay highly caffeinated and buy microphones and other equipment. You know, maybe someday get a studio or hire somebody to give me a back rub as I record. I don't know. I'm just dreaming. And if I'm dreaming, please let me sleep. Don't wake me up till my dream is complete. For the record, I have always avoided big penis. You know, I don't like medium or small penises either. (laughs) Hey, Jonesy, how you doing? It's Michael calling. Hope you had a good weekend. First off, I wanted to comment on your new microphone. Um, Sounds good. Sounds pretty much the same to me. I guess the biggest thing I notice is that... uh, you generally just sound a little louder over my speaker than you used to. Um, not much of a difference as far as the volume, but just a little bit louder than you used to. Okay, now I'd like to comment on your Florida Friday story about the man who uh, cut off his wife's lover's penis with a pair of scissors, and uh, then he left the scene and took the penis with him. And you just seemed incredulous about that. You thought that that was the weirdest thing, that he took the penis with him when he left rather than leaving it, leaving it behind. You thought that was the weirdest, strangest thing that he took it, and you just seemed to have your mind blown away by that, and you just couldn't seem to figure out uh, why he would do that. And for me, it just seemed obvious why he would take it. Uh, to me, it just seemed like, well, he took it because he didn't want them to be able to reattach it. He would be so upset uh, that the guy had screwed his wife that he wanted to do the worst possible damage to him that he not only would cut off the guy's penis, but he would want to take it with him so there would be no possibility 
of reattaching it and re restoring the guy to uh, possibly full function. Now, uh, you couldn't figure that out, but it was obvious to me why he would do that. So I'm either <laughs> starting to think like a weird Florida criminal or uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm either uh, just thinking the worst possible way of damaging a guy or I'm starting to think like a criminal or um, I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm not really sure that I'm liking the thought that that was so obvious to me or the thought that uh, you couldn't figure that out. I'm not quite sure where my mind at is on this and, and where yours is at. So um, what do I make of this, Jonesy? I'm not quite sure. I mean, they're starting to think like a crazy Florida person or uh, you just weren't figuring out the obvious. I'm not really positive about where my thinking is at on this or where yours wasn't. But anyway, I need some help. <laughs> what do I make of this? All right, buddy. Comments, please. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, this is Dallas from Minnesota. I know a long time no talk. I've been working my ass off every single day. Um, I, I want to comment about uh, uh, the guy who tied up this dude and stole his penis. I, I think I have a motive of why he would have taken off with it, and it would have been to maybe make sure the guy never gets it back because uh, he could have taken it, thrown it in the river, something like that, and, bam, now he can't even get it sewed back on again. Um, just, just a thought there. Now, I've been meaning on calling you for a while. I have, some, uh, I, I have a, a response to another story from probably like three weeks ago, maybe even longer. Um, but uh, one where someone claimed that that uh, you're getting bumps on on your head from looking at a cell phone, a uh, smartphone. Um, I don't buy that at all. Uh, the reason why I, I I have adopted the smartphone and cell phones before most people have. I I got my first smartphone around 2001, 2002, and uh, at that time I used it predominantly every single day sent and received between 40 to 60,000 messages a day. So I really was into the smartphone. I don't have any bumps on my, on my head. I think it's just like 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 you stated yourself, uh, it, it, it's something that, that's natural that, that happens, and maybe now it's just seen more in people. But uh, I've still been listening to you every day. I just am working 95 to 105 hours a week lately, working from about 6 in the morning till about 10, 11, 12 at night. Uh, so I barely even have time to even listen to your news, but I still listen to it on my way to my first job. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Jonesy. Good microphone, by the way, and awesome singing lately. Talk to you later.